Hello and welcome back to Dial H for HeroClix. I'm your sexy ranch hand co-host, Calderness. This episode, we're going to be talking about our top 10 favorite HeroClix of 2022. Asterix, asterix next to that because there's a little caveat with how it was done last year. But anyways, guys, please enjoy this episode. It's episode 442 of Dial H for HeroClix. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional HeroClix. No. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like the hundred? Instant deadpan humor. Over oh, six oh, people yeah. think I am funny. It's a hard day's work. Not that you know anything about that. Which you absolute fools? It's not witcher nonsense. I'm gonna make hero clips like that forever. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey Google, back some. Let's attack Jimmy because he's a jerk. Wow, wow, wow. LH for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me, like always, in the studio is Simeon Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and joining us, not like always, but we figured we'll get the whole Dial H crew on to share our favorite figures of 2022. It's Ian Eggleston. What's going on, Ian? Oh, it's going, man. Marvel snapping, as always. Snapping. Looking forward to this list. It's going to be fun. All right, let's uh, let's get into what made us happy this week. Well, we'll do the Marvel snap check-in first. Simeon, Rank, Eck, Ards Botten from the new cool uh, token shop. Uh, How's the Marvel snap going? I've been slowly actually like climbing, um, okay. like very slow, because... Every so often, I, like, gamble with, like, an 8-cube because I'm, like, there's a good chance. Like, there's been more than once where I should have snapped, and I see, like, their final play, and I'm, like, ah. Like, I, you know, I'm, I was worried for, like, Shang-Chi's or whatever. Um, Shang-Chi-Z. Uh, no, so uh, the current deck I'm still going with from, I'm pretty sure we mentioned it last week, but it's got Devil Dino and Black Panther as, like, the turn five drop. And then Arnim Zola is like the big heavy hitter. Um, that's what I've been rolling with through this bar sinister shenanigans that we're doing. Mostly because I can drop uh, Yondu, clear like four of their possible draw cards, and then I can kill Monger. And like Black Panther on his own, so he doubles. And then the next set of copies are from like the doubled on bar sinister so he goes eight and then he gets three copies that are 16s on his own there uh i did briefly switch to my iron uh iron odong deck which is iron uh iron heart wong and odin um just because that deck has it has a nightcrawler and i like dropping nightcrawler on bar sinister so that oh, yeah. you can do some crazy combo stuff. So, like, the most you can get to pop off on Bar Sinister with that specific deck is you can get Ironheart to spit out eight version, like eight times the plus two, which normally pretty good. Uh, I also have been running a Death Wave, like a variation of Death Wave, which is just, you know, you drop Wave, turn five, and then you've hopefully, hopefully killed a few things so that Death is like it cuts down to four cost and then minus whatever has been KO'd. So like Yondu, Nova, Bucky, Carnage, and then Killmonger. Just like simple stuff. It's mostly about like the turn five and six that really kicks it off. 
Uh, and then the more, more interesting build that I haven't really actually played a whole lot of lately just because I don't know exactly what I'm doing with it. It's just kind of good stuff is good and then also Thanos. And I call it my pro-gemmer move um, instead of pro-gamer. It's the pro-gemmer. But yeah, I'm, uh, I climbed to 58. I'm at 58.6 or whatever. So it's the closest I've nice. gotten to diamond this season. I got to vibranium last season, but I don't think I'm getting there this season just because, yeah. I feel you there. The push for infinite just wasn't in the cards this season. The card back is meh. But next season, whole nother story. Yeah, that's that's mostly it for me is I I just wasn't super interested in the infinite prize, so I'm like not trying. It's not at all the fact that I just keep snapping at the wrong times. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely not. No, definitely not. I'm good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like oh. uh the death decks are awesome. I really like the destroy decks. I've been playing a lot of that lately too. And then I just got arrow too. So I'm playing this kind of like, it's not really a move deck. It has like move components, but other things like juggernaut to like misplace them. And that's been a ton of fun. Like arrow is just, it's just a dirty card, man. And she's so good. So I've been really enjoying that. On, on, so like she doesn't do much on, on reveal unless you're winning, but on ongoing decks, Somebody try, like drops Kazar and Blue Marvel, and then it's like turn six, and they're like, "All right, you're probably gonna drop Onslaught." It doesn't matter if you go first or not; you still, yeah, you still mess up that whole combo. When people drop Iron Man and you just pull <laughs> them away, it's just like, "Yep, <laughs> that's the best feeling." Oh my gosh! I think um, for I fun deck though. Oh, sorry, I didn't know you had a uh, death already. Dude, insta buy She Hulk, or at least pin her for sure if you have death. Death and wave plus She Hulk is. I don't have wave though. And like, I don't know. My my philosophy of like, She Hulk is crazy good. She might even be like the best new card. I mean, that's three other pool three cards I could get. And there are still quite a few that I would like to have for like, you know. This guy does not make big money moves. He is too scared (laughs) to make big money moves. He will not drop 6K on Thanos. 6,000 tokens on Super Scroll. And I don't regret it. I don't regret it at all. That's a good trigger pull. Uh, One I would say don't ever bother with is um, Absorbing Man. Absorbing Man seems... (laughs) Super scroll. <laughs> Absorbing Man like seems really cool until you realize he's a four energy, like whatever attack. And it's like he copies a uh on reveal, the last on reveal that you which also seems good, but then you realize, you know, there's like Mystique who can copy an ongoing for cheaper. There's uh, you know, Taskmaster who can just straight up copy like some, you know, like your devil dino or whatever. All these like options that are just much better than uh, absorbing man for four cost. Yeah, I think in most cases, like just play like Wong, I guess. Like, right? Just yeah. doubling better than uh, having uh, two separate plays of it. Yeah, most of the time. And uh, what's crazy is like everywhere I look, people are like, oh, Wong's easy to deal with. Wong's easy to deal with. You can do. Enchantress, you can do Cosmo, you can do like, there's a bunch of stuff to shut down Wong, but in my experience of playing him, no one ever even bothers. Like, no one ever bothers shutting down Wong. Or they play their Cosmo too early, or like, whatever, but yeah. yeah. There's so many games where I can the play. Same 
makes yeah. it makes it a little trickier than like it's not as straightforward as just like bang like Wong's done for. Yeah, I'll say the funniest thing, uh, my my biggest ongoing mistake is for some reason I'm stupid and I keep playing Arnim Zola on the location that has armor. And he has to destroy the card oh, to be able no. to place two. Oh. So there's like so many turn yeah. sixes where like I I place and then I hit like I hit you know end turn and then I'm like oh no and then I watch it play out sadly as I get on turn Sad. six zero and like nothing that happens. <laughs> <laughs> My opponent's just like wow you're smart get a load of this guy yeah thanks thanks for the W um. That's kind of what I've been running. We alluded to it a little bit. But yeah, I made the big, big baller, big money move to drop 6K on Super Scroll of uh, the collector tokens. And I do not regret it whatsoever. Clear it's a baller. I just We're... want to say, Calder, just yeah. because you spent big money does not make it a big money move. <laughs> it's a big, nah, big money move. <laughs> big money move for sure, dude. Okay. Uh, the bar sinister deck that we're running, the whole idea is the uh, kind of what Simeon was doing. So it's Yandu. Our sinister kill four cards and then kill monger yandu and then we also have moon knight in the deck i have swarm and apoc in there too just in case moon knight pops off then it's like your opponent has four cards to play after uh moon knight triggers then yandu triggers so that's really fun moon knight obviously kills your cards too but that's okay but the best thing ever happened and this is why it's a big money move these are big money plays that <laughs> that's why it's big this... money. that's <laughs> yeah, fair <dude>. that's fair <laughs> So X Mansions, we're playing the this this exact deck that I'm telling you right now. We only currently have there's no Bar Sinister in this. There's Savage Land, there was Olympia, and then there was uh, X Mansion. Early game, I kill Mongered, got rid of the dumb Raptors and all that stuff. Turn three, X Mansion hits me with Ultron, and Ultron completely fills up my other two locations with Ultron drones, and I'm like, wow, this is uh this is rough, but we're gonna let it ride. My opponent at this point. Had only played Bishop and like Rocket Raccoon. I really had no idea what what his deck was based around. Drop Super Scroll. We hope, we pray, we wish for the best. And he drops Kazar. Like no way, no way does this dude have more abilities for Super Scroll to copy. We're like, surely after he drops Kazar, he doesn't drop anything else with he's ongoing. Now that he's his mistake. Yeah, right, he's got to know. You and would then next turn. Blue Marvel, and we're like, no, right? Like, he's not gonna keep doing this, is he? And then he drops Mystique to copy Blue Marvel, and we have her ongoing. And I'm like, what is he doing right now? This is it was idiotic. Uh, and then like, so the entire middle isn't full on, on isn't full on his board yet. Then he Squirrel Girls, and we're like, okay, everything's everything's stacked, you know. And then very final turn, he drops Ant Man, Electra, and Titania in the wrong order. And then, okay, obviously, Super Scroll then steals Ant-Man. So I'm like 28 power on the far right. He's only 13. Pulling him there. He beats me by 7 on the far left side of everything. Then the middle, he was winning the middle for about half a second. Because then, <laughs> he, so Titania, so it's Ant-Man reveals, Titania reveals. And Titania is, every time a card is played at this location, it slides. And his Electra plays, Electra kills one of my drones give Titania space to then jump over to my side and I beat him by seven points in that location. Actually insane turn of events and giving me all the ongoing stuff I needed to just keep making the drones not terrible and a waste of space. 
and he actually kills a drone to give me a one for five power. The only dumber Tania. card he could have played would have been like it was, Patriot. It was I the dumbest thing I've ever witnessed. It's so funny. Like, and that was an eight cube victory. It felt so good. It it made Super Scroll worth every penny. I love it. It's hilarious. But yeah, just watching that in real time on the TV. I was Dude. Like, what is happening? Did you guys? Watch... It was so dumb. There was like, there's the, no way. The video I posted of like some guy saying, "I'm confident." Something like it was like snap question mark. I am confident, and I was like, "Yeah, sure." So I snapped because I was like, "I." I I have no idea what he's going to play, but I felt good with, like, my uh, Black Panther uh, Arnim Zola. And right. then, like, his like my cards reveal, his cards reveal, and when his cards reveal on Fisk Tower, it was just, like, four rocks. He just played four rocks. So, like, <laughs> I can't remember if, like, obviously, like, Lechuglia or something, like, popped off. So he was just, like, stuck with, like, a hand full of rocks just not able to do anything but yeah he he was like i am confident snap and i was like sure and so i got four cubes from that guy because <laughs> he was being a real gentleman and scholar by wow. yeah donation is yeah donation donation <laughs> game donation all right let's we'll do a, a quick what made us happy just want to do that since we've already probably talked for like 15 20 minutes about marvel snap uh or we can just jump into the episode. Either one, it's up to you. Yeah, let's do, let's do what made us happy. Because I forgot last week something that made Ooh. me happy last week. Okay, and sweet. So I'm using it this week. Um, so ever since I got my my CDL, my commercial driver's license. Ooh, ah, uh, Ooh. I I wanted to, like you know, since you know when I was a kid. You'd see like a semi going by, you'd be on like a bus field trip, whatever, and you'd, you know, you'd pump your hand and the semi would use their air horn and blah, blah, blah. And so like, since I got my CDL, it's been like my dream for a child to do that. And finally I, you know, it happened. I'm driving down. I see a kid like pumping his fist at me and I just rolled by without doing it because I was like, I hope your childhood's worse than mine. Yeah. <laughs> So I, <laughs> I finally got to deny a kid joy, and that was wow. That's you know, wow. It's been, like, been my goal since getting. <laughs> no, you <laughs> hog. I I did it. I yeah. I I brr, brr, did like the whole air horn thing. Um, but yeah, it was the the first time I noticed somebody doing like or a child because I don't think most adults don't really do that, but I have seen one adult do it, but um. Did I you did, do it for him? Yeah, I did do the air horn for him. <laughs> and it was like right outside a church and the like the the pastor whoever was like standing next to him didn't seem like super happy about it, but I was like, "Hey, kids pumping his fist. I got to do the horn." It's funny is like I don't know an actual truck that still has the cord that like the whole fist pumping motion is based on, like you grab the cord and pull it down. Oh, yeah. Mine's literally just on the steering wheel, so it's it's not the same motion for me, but it's the same effect. But yeah, it was fun. Uh, you know, I'm glad I like using the air horn, mostly because that truck doesn't have a normal horn. Though a normal horn's broken, so I like using the air horn on it, and I don't get a lot of chances to do so. So that's what made me happy. Pretty simple. Very very wholesome. I had not to make it wholesome, but it is a very wholesome story, Simi. <laughs> that's really cool. 
Next time, though. <laughs> Deny. Denying dreams I have later, the power, boys. child. You have no power over me. Tell me when and when not to honk my horn. Give me a bruise honks as he pleases. I, Dad! I just pull Dad, over, like, right driver? next to him and just hold it down. Just, like, right in front of him. Just, oh, jeez. It's like the, oh, uh, what was that? Uh, Tim and Eric with that stupid game where it's just like, buzzer. Oh, gosh. Dad, the driver drug his finger across his neck. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it's messed up. Next time. You get one. One price. <laughs> uh, Ian, you want to tell us what made you happy this last week, my man? Oh, yeah. I've got an awesome package in the mail. That package contained a rack night, which was, yeah, had to get that figure. Uh, a fan of the show, Sean Bailey, actually gave me a great deal on that. So thank you for that. Um, really looking forward to playing him. I actually sent Calder off to Rainbow with that one. Like, I, I had to work Friday. So hopefully Iraq Knight performed really well. I'm sure you'll get into that. Uh, other yeah, than that, Calder and I got to do some filming this weekend. That was a ton of fun. We've got, oh, maybe the the wildest project coming your way soon guys so stay tuned for that i'm really looking forward to getting this one done and uh yeah just like you know hanging out marvel snapping it up getting some new cards like arrow death in the same day was gosh that was awesome so almost like you're just getting super on the same day almost <laughs> <laughs> very close very close so yeah just a really solid weekend can't complain it's just good to hang out good to get some stuff done I agree with all those sentiments. Almost as good as getting an Arachnite. I got to play Arachnite. Arachnite was insanely fun. We have some gameplay videos. Sadly, I did get the first round buy, which I was like, man, I drove three hours for the buy. What the heck? That was a, a bit of a bummer. But uh, we have two really cool Arachnite gameplay vi videos to show you guys. This was 300 modern practice. Man, Arachnite is, is a beast. He, uh, I guess, slight spoiler alert. You know, I'm not big on Arachnite as a character, so he make my top 10 but i was really thinking about it i was like man do i put a rack nine in my top 10 those are some like maybe the most fun heroclix games i played uh 300 modern in a minute like that was really freaking fun uh, what made me happy this week kind of like what ian said was hanging out doing a bunch of filming before that i did go to uh play where i usually do theater and worthing i said i'd volunteer since i wasn't acting in this show i hung out with other people from the theater which is a great time i got to serve people as a volunteer all the patrons all 40 ish of them this is one of their lowest shows they've had in a while a little sad but they're gonna i think they get up to 112 people are gonna be there this Monday or so tonight and had a free steak because that's what you get when you're a volunteer you get free food hang out with the people and then found out uh, while i was there that if sioux falls kind of does this east river actors awards thing and i am actually one of the like 10 or so actors nominated for best performer in a play in the Sioux Falls like area. I was very honored by that. It's really cool. I think I'm like fifth place right now in the voting. Probably selfishly drop a link where you can vote for me as best performer in a play since I'm sure all you listeners watched it or at least want to chill out, support your boy. Appreciate it. Yeah, so that, that was really cool. The uh, other cast member of mine that was there who is also nominated for best performer in a play who is actually third place right now cameron roadie is doing great 
we had to uh, we had to take a picture together. You know, little little gentlemen's see how we do, see how we do. I don't know if we beat the dude that's from like a Christmas Carol or whatever, because you know everybody and their mom probably saw that show in Sioux Falls, and I don't know if we I don't know if we beat him, but I'll probably drop the link. See if you guys want to vote for me. Best performer to play, Calder Ness. I hate Hamlet. Ugh. Kind of a big deal, but no, it seriously was an honor. It was really cool that uh, you could vote for me as an as an actor in something. It's really cool. All right. We have some quick news before we get into like the best, most fun part of the episode. Last week we talked about the gingerbread man, what he could potentially do, and we were kind of close uh, actually in his. Abilities weren't far off what we were imagining. So I'm just going to jump into his dial. This is at PAX this weekend. PAX Unplugged is over today, as of today anyways. Gingerbread Man is actually really fun. And I honestly could see throwing him on some like mystical competitive teams. At that point value and utility that I think he is just really, really useful. So he's got two traits. One is you can't catch me. I'm the Gingerbread Man. Gingerbread Man automatically breaks away. Just period. It doesn't, important to note, he doesn't ignore characters for movement, but he does automatically break away. Two different things. He can't, like, run past people. But he does automatically break away, which is nice, because he has an entire dial of hypersonic speed. He also has an entire dial of super senses. Then he has perplex on his last two clicks. Second trait is, oh no! When an opposing character damages the gingerbread man, they close attack. After resolutions, you heal them one click, so they are eating the gingerbread man and healing off his sweet gingerbread limbs, I guess. A little flavorful, pun intended, uh, ability. Hope you're not gluten-free. <laughs> oh, oh god. No. <laughs> have a gluten allergy. <laughs> oh no! Uh, so yeah, so you, you damage him with a close attack, you get a heal. So that's, you know, a little thing that probably helps keep his point cost down. I should say he has mystical speed in the Santa's Workshop keyword. So also has the Snowfall team ability, which is just a wild card team ability. And he has Mystics, which is yeah. really solid for a 30-point so piece. If they do hit him and, like, damage him, uh, they still take a Mystics most of the time. Right. It's possible they'll have, like, Invincible or something, but most of the time they'll take a Mystics and then heal. But... Of course, it's oh hey, I didn't even think shot. about that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh well, it's just kind of like it's a wash at that point, which is kind of funny. So I, I think it's neat. He has his giant candy cane, which pairs super well with his hypersonic speed. You can see him holding his big old candy cane on his sculpt, and that is his special attack power. His entire dial, giant reach two, awesome, just straight up giant reach two, and then free. Choose a single based opposing character within two squares in line of fire that character in a square adjacent to its current square. So he's just kind of hooking you with the candy cane, moving you around, mess around with your positioning, which is really cool. But the Giant Reach 2, again, is great with hypersonic speed. He's got a 9-speed top dial, a 10 attack, 17 defense, super senses, 2 damage with nothing. He's got 0 range. And he's got an 11-square reach on his own with a full-speed hypersonic Giant Reach 2. And then he can free, just kind of move you around, place you all over the place. Mystics, Snowfall, Wild Card only 30 points just how cheap he is the utility that he has i i really like him i can't wait i want to play multiples that's probably impossible to do sadly but the rarity of this figure being at pax unplugged not the biggest hero clicks event of the year like i'm sure there was a good <laughs> showing i haven't seen anything from it yet but i imagine he wasn't a buyable only at battle royale tables and only if he gets dropped there so i assume he's going to be a pretty hot commodity 
he's gonna be tough to acquire. I, I love I love the gingerbread man. I think it's great dial design. Hilarious. What do you guys think? Yeah. Well, um, to go along with what you said, I don't know if this is true. I just saw this earlier today, actually. In a Facebook thread, somebody had mentioned that the ginger ma- gingerbread man will be like a free giveaway figure of some kind. Mm. So maybe he'll be more accessible. Oh, maybe I know WizKids said earlier this month, or maybe like literally two days or so ago, they said on their shop they're going to do a Clicksmith special every week leading up to like every week in December. So maybe one of these uh, one of these weeks buy a HeroClix order of like fifty bucks or more. The gingerbread man with it. I could see that. They did okay. that with like Enderham for Thanksgiving, uh, like a, two weeks ago. So I think it, maybe that could be what they're referencing. But I didn't see the post. So I don't. I don't know. Yeah, they just had mentioned that it would be a, a free figure of some kind, like that they'd be giving it away. So you're probably pretty close with like we'll throw it in with an order. I that makes sense. Right, so uh, maybe time, you can tell your that, and we'll add that to the uh, Dial H calls it uh, our little future pile for how many times we got it right. Just saying. <laughs> I I think he's gonna be like for thirty points. I think he's a solid investment, especially if you can add like the Wonder Woman, <coughs> like a Wonder Woman person him, like, to him to copy. Oh yeah, just copy. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. However, you can copy that like team ability or whatever to have like a fifty fifty. Are they wasting? that much effort on this 30 point figure maybe uh but yeah he's like calder said he's got great disruption potential and then i think he's just like super fun my favorite part is that he's not unique because that was the one thing that like yes. toy soldier i really wish toy soldier hadn't been unique so i could just have like an yeah. infinite spawn of firing squads but uh yeah i think he's like yeah, one, one of the more fun snowfall figures definitely, definitely. the cheapest yeah 30 is the cheap i would have been soldier before that at 60 so yeah 30 points i i want to own like 10 of them if WizKids does end up doing like you order something oh, off the shop yes. and get them might i might buy an insane amount for a 300 all 300 point gingerbread man team run as putting somebody through like a conga line just move one for free move <laughs> one for free, yeah. Yeah. for free into the bifrost you go <sighs> funny dude that's the dream it really oh what's that you came out ah uh, back in <laughs> back in you go yeah Keep dude. Like the free places, it's so good. If uh, what's her face, Valerian Groot still works the way they did and all that jazz, we could oh, sure. uh, a little uh, bit, you know. I like, wish, yeah, I know, right? The place, yeah, I don't want to give him uh, the god killer just to say that the gingerbread <laughs> had the god killer. No, nothing for playability, just like Monkey Joe <laughs> no. giving a well, yeah, Monkey Joe Mjolnir. Oh, yeah, yeah. literally, times, yeah. He keeps track of that. It's insane. I think Warlock is probably the sword I want to try him with, just because it gives him plasticity, shape change, and blades. Just very simple. Extra Ooh, rollout. Yeah. Plasticity action. Doesn't really need it, but, you know, mess other people up. Yeah, that is something yeah. I did not expect, was seeing that he is a, a standard size character. I was expecting How did he be tiny. big, too? Yeah. Tiny. Oh, yeah, because he's a little gingerbread dude. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I dig it. And then all the people with uh, the Shrek references are obviously pouring in oh yeah <laughs> yes you need, you need some more stuff oh yeah i almost forgot to mention real name john doe but d-o-u-h is top tier and so that's a little golf clap good job whiz kids i love it i love it all right that's that's the gingerbread man i'm a big fan of him i, I definitely want to own a couple of these 10 is a is a long shot because i assume it'll be like not super cheap 
definitely not like man if they were only 25 bucks each i'd totally buy 10 for sure if they were something like crazy cheap like that like disgustingly cheap like almost insultingly low i would totally buy 10 but uh not anyways moving on ladies and gentlemen time of the year december is where we take a look back at all the cool hero click stuff that happened in the past year that means we get to do our top 10 hero clicks of 2022 friend i just wanted to play now firstly we ain't friends don't make no mistake on that subject. Now, secondly, he can't hardly see, let alone reason. Now, reasoning ain't never been one of my strong points, neither. But seeing, I do just fine. This is following Hujibo's thread on HC Realms. This is kind of a Thread Dead Redemption, kind of, sort of, maybe, technically. And we're following his rules. So, last year, they did not include Empire, Eternals movie, or the Fantastic Four OP kit, like, slop event. Because those were so late in the year. So those will be counted this year for our top 10 lists. Last year, Simi and I, like, oh, here would have been our Empire pick, and then here would have been our normal pick if we were allowed to, blah, 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 blah. I was going to exclude Empire this year, but I'm just going to throw it in anyways with my votes, because actually after the past year, some of my Empire choices have changed. For reference, the overall winner from last year was, and there's 144 people that voted last year that gave their top 10, it was Wonder Woman 80, 055, Felix Faust. So he was the figure of the year last year, which is very interesting. And then Jibo says it was the third year in a row where a villain topped the charts. Interesting. Really quick reference, all of the sets that we are pulling from, and then of course just all the LE figures that I'm not going to name off, but all the LE figures... The sets are Eternals Movie, Fantastic Four OP Kit, The Avengers Fantastic Four Empire, Avengers War of the Realms, Marvel Studios Disney+, X-Men X of Swords, X-Men X of Swords OP Kit, the Hellfire Gala Premium Collection, and Avengers Forever. So really, we didn't get a ton of sets this year. Most notably, no DC sets, which is a bummer since Batman Team Up was set to release in December, but got pushed back. It is what it is, but there is still a few DC LEs and a few other things that were released but let's all just go around we'll do our you know number 10 we'll count down to our number one pick one at a time kind of give a little explanation of why we chose it etc cetera, etc cetera. let's just dive in so top 10 favorite figures of 2022 i'm excited Simeon, you want to well i've been i've been having Simeon go first all all episode I'm, i apologize ian our guest would you like to start with your i will start us pick? off and so before i mention my number 10 I just want to give an honorable mention to Old Man Hawkeye. It's a piece that I don't own. Love the flavor of his dial. He's awesome, but I don't own him. I haven't played him, so it's hard to put him in the top 10. Anyway, my number 10 figure is a figure I never thought I would own, but I uh, ended up getting a great deal for it on Facebook. I think it was like $23, $24, something like that. It is the War of the, uh, War of the Realms Chase Venom. And so this guy is just super cool. I love figures that generate bystanders. And uh, Venom can do that all game. The bystander itself is a max of one, but he has the same top dial stats of Venom. So you, you kind of have to deal with, you know, a charge blades exploit piece with 11 for three. And so the whole game, Venom can just chill in your starting area and you just send out this bystander over and over and over and over. And yeah, he's a blast to play. He looks really cool, like with the dream stones in him. So yeah, not a figure I thought. I would ever like play or own at all but man he is he's a blast so venom is my number 10 nice Austin Ian, and also feel free to your honor honorable mention i for, totally forgot to mention that 
Yeah. Uh, my honorable mention goes out to uh, tarot cards because I'm not going to put any of them on like the list, but uh, it was like my most excited uh, thing to collect of this year. I still am not even close to a full deck. Um, I stopped kind of trying at one point, uh, but it's still something that I at one point want a full, uh, whatever, 78 card deck of tarot cards. I just like the art. I think it's neat. Uh, and I, I realize that uh, competitively they're kind of a nightmare, but I still think it's it's interesting that even after all these years, they're still finding new ways to implement stuff, even if we don't all agree that it's like the best way. As far as uh, characters go, um, shout out to like Blue Marvel. I think it's the most playable from Avengers Forever. I think it's the most playable Blue Marvel we've ever gotten, which is good because, man... That part's arguably definitely true. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, not even it's just that like wild that it took this long to get like a somewhat good Blue Marvel. He's pretty solid. Like, I I don't know. He's he could be better in my opinion. Uh, arguably should be better. But yeah, uh, my number ten is gonna be Wanda Maximoff. So it's an uncommon, <laughs> but uh, nineteen defend with traded shape change, a stop click, the ability to heal. Uh, I love all the spooktacular stuff, but I think Wanda is probably the most important linchpin of the spooktacular squad with that solid top dial and then the uh, prob that can remove action tokens if you succeed with like the attack. I think that was also like something really cool in all of our Disney Plus like gameplay stuff. She was definitely a solid piece. So that's my number 10. Um. My honorable mentions really quickly are all the team-up cards that I really wanted to play in Avengers Forever. So that's like Captain America, Falcon, Bucky, Patriot, um, Red Guardian. don't have any of them yet, so none of those figures are on my list. I'm sorry. I really like that Captain America. I really like that Patriot team-up. I like a lot of them do, but having not played them, I can't quite put them on my list yet. And I feel so sad about not putting this Captain America on my list because I do love him so much, but I literally have not played him at all, which is so sad. But, all right, my number 10. I am has some Empire figures on here. I feel a little guilty about putting Empire figures on here, but I absolutely love the 045 Human Torch we got in Empire. This is Jim Hammond. After the first Jim Hammond we got in Fufo, I was really let down because he was like a sidekick dude, whatever. And I'm like, I do not care about what he has to do with the Fantastic Four. Even if he did have stuff to do with them, I don't care. Jim Hammond is my human torch from the Invaders. That's the version I love. And we got an awesome version. He's a very cheap, economical 45 points. Leadership enhancement, the whole follow ability. He improved movement, ignores characters. And the sculpt is just absolutely amazing. The flame trail that his like, legs turn into, the flames coming off his hands, and like the paint deco going from like flame to his like black uh, shirt looks just absolutely amazing. So I love, love this Jim Hammond, and he is my number 10. Uh, Ian. All right, moving down the list. At number 9 for me was the X of Swords Super Rare Hope Summers. And so this was another piece that, you know, I wasn't like out to get, I guess, but ended up pulling her and, uh, you know, played her in a few casual matches and just realized like how insane this piece is. Like, (laughs) it's a figure that you can slot into like just about any team and she'll have some value. Like the traded mastermind and leadership's great. The wild card's awesome. Just having stealth enhancement and TK, because why not? Like, 
she is a great support piece that can you know switch into a pretty solid offensive piece what she does can change based on what your opponent has like on their board too because she can copy powers on anybody within range and uh line of fire as well but uh yeah she just does so much she's always doing something a little different and so every game with her is just very fun i think um yeah, I think she's a blast. She's relatively cheap to pick up as well. I think it's a figure that, if you haven't already, definitely look into getting Hope Summers. And yeah, whoever designed this piece, like, hats off to you. You did a great job. Yeah, I'll agree with the offensive part. Whoever designed it is an offensive person. I, uh, yeah, well, that's what I meant to say. Offensive figure. <laughs> a very offensive figure. <laughs> All right, <laughs> my number nine is it's something I've talked about probably way too much on the show. Uh, it's Miss Minutes, so I'm sticking with Disney Plus as of now. Um, but yeah, the the rare Miss Minutes. Uh, one awesome mission point figure. Um, when she first released, there was a ton of people trying to find ways to like break her and Silver and other like venues uh, where you could just like turn to win the game kind of stuff. And she still has that potential going forward. It's less likely but man every time i've played a miss minutes like on a mission point team every time i've just played the figure in general it never fails to be like really fun she's hard to like pin down she is a great utility piece even if you're not using her for mission points and yeah for 35 points she's also just like stupid funny like she's a tiny little clock lady that's like a hologram or whatever and i just find that endlessly hilarious that like my opponent's having so much trouble with this twelve attack in cap clock, who's just like you know, <laughs> like oh like your your Thanos wanted to do something too bad. My tiny clock lady says no. Uh, like bet you would have thought of that if I hadn't. I don't clocked you. Yeah, that's Clock my you. number nine. All right, my number nine. I only played once with this guy, but I already think he is. I don't know if he's my favorite new mission point figure. He makes mission points so, so good, and that is the uh, Legacy Card Bodok from Avengers Forever. Oh my gosh, he's disgusting. He's insane. I love him. Love him so much. Love the bystanders love the ending mission points after, like, when he dies. It's a figure from the Captain America set, which, you know, he's casing figures from that set. I own literally every single one, and there's now an insane amount of Legacy Card figures from that set, and I love it. But cutting his point value in half making him just, like, the best MODOK we've almost basically ever gotten. You know, the one from the Captain America the Avengers was super solid, but this one is just disgustingly fun to play. I, I love it so much. So, MODOK is my number nine. And you can get a set of MODOK tokens from Dial H by becoming a Patreon member. Is that correct, Calder? It is correct. Wow, Ian, that is correct, actually. Yeah, for as little as $5 a month. Get tokens sent to you every once in a while. You can get entered into the yeah, special ooh, buckethead ah, tokens. Discord. Yeah, the, the oh man, the AIM Renegade car and then Simeon with the little bucket on his head for the AIM agent is so good. Yeah, I mean, can't get these tokens literally anywhere else. It's not true. But you can't get one <laughs> as cool as these anywhere else. And that, it's a fact. There we go. All right. Uh, my number eight is an empire figure so yeah cheating a little bit we're going off his rules though so it's okay uh the uncommon daredevil from uh empire uh i just love this guy 25 points that you can slot into so many teams you know the spider-man family keyword always versatile 
And then I just love that he has like triple target in cap with flurry and prob on his lower dial, some wild card, traded stealth. Like he's just a solid piece that plays like uh, I think a daredevil would. And yeah, he just fits so many places. He's really simple, just goofy. You know, a triple in cap from a 25 point figure can be pretty, pretty detrimental. So yeah, I've just had a lot of fun playing with him. I've played him so many times, so he had to make the list in some fashion. So found him at number eight. Nice. I agree. He's super utility, <clears throat> super utility piece uh, for sure. Uh, next up, just because I want to get all of the Disney Plus stuff out of the way. So my number eight is Sakarian Iron Man. Um, I find him incredibly fun to play. I get that like he can be overbearing and possibly not fun to play against uh, in like a lot of situations. But the the sheer versatility, um, I've always liked pick a power pieces. He doesn't feel overly powerful, like too powerful, like some pick a power pieces have been in the past. But at the same time, like obviously you can crank him up to 11 and make him like really competitive. Uh, but yeah, Sakari and Iron Man, he does the whole pick up scraps and I can't wait to see the episode that he's based on because as of now, mm-hmm. I still don't know what they were doing when they designed this guy other than making a, uh, really fun thematic piece. Um, but yeah, he feels very Tony Stark ish. And I think it's just really fun to like be mid dial, top dial or even bottom dial. And just, uh, you know, still trying to like scramble to grab more objects with him. Yeah. Picking earthbound and smoke cloud with him. Gosh, it's it. You can get really competitive with him. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> mostly what I do. Um, obviously like the, the earthbound tarot card is like the one that you really want to play with him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You combo those two and man led to a lot of, uh, conceding from opponents. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no one snaps against Sakari and Iron Man. No one snaps. No one. Iron Man dies. And you're right. I think that is like one of the most thematic Tony Starks we've ever gotten in Hero Clicks. Maybe just one of the best Tony Starks we've ever gotten in Hero Clicks. Quite possibly. I don't think it's debatable. I think he's the best, and he blew that race out. I I think I told you this, Calder. It's like they took the essence of every bad Iron Man they've ever made, and they just said, never again. Never again. If they made a Batman with the exact same dial and they gave him, like, you know, planning tokens so that, like, he he planned for every contingency and this was, oh, yeah. like, his exact dial and power set and everything, I wouldn't even be mad. I would just be Riddle. like, it's about time. It's about time. I had an incredibly fitting Batman. But yeah. instead of, like, game for it. Like health or something. I mean, he's got a TA. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. Man, Batman with 12, 12, 19, 4, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> but maybe that part. I'm here for it, though. I'm here for it. Yeah, he's been to the source wall or something. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. Suit of Sorrows or whatever. Yeah, yeah he planned for it or something. Maybe like... My number eight pick is going to be my maybe only LE figure I have on this entire list, and that is going to be the WKWP. Two zero dash zero zero one, and his name is John Cena. Cena. <laughs> yeah, I love this. I love John Cena. Do, 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 only do. WWE figure we got this year, and the last WWE figure we'll probably uh, ever get ever. 
he's really fun. I played him on a celebrity theme team earlier this year uh, when Disney Plus was being released. And John Cena here is a beast. The ability to just punch somebody and then you can't see me unless he's the only figure on your force is hilarious. It adds a lot of just sustainability to him. Like already with not being able to be targeted from ranged combat attacks, it lets him get up into the fight. Same thing, grand entrance, all that. And he's got perplex super senses. You just make him a 12, you charge up, boom, you punch somebody, and you just keep, you just can't be targeted. He just can't, can't be targeted of a freaking attack. He's protected pulse wave when he's top dial. He just has, he's just awesome. He's literally one of the most fun WWE figures. So uh, John Cena, easy number eight for me. And the reason you can't see him is not because of like invisibility or any of that. It's actually just because he rotated so quickly that <laughs> never oh, <laughs> it's just a silver age, John Cena. Yeah. Yeah. Instant what's, what's this attitude era? No, we only have no, silver no, no. era. Unfortunately, he is uh, relegated to silver. All right. Well, moving on at number seven, this is definitely uh, one of the more competitive pieces on my list, but uh, Annihilation from Exoswords, The Chase. I don't know anything about this character i picked this solely for playability i didn't realize like truly how nasty annihilation was until you know i was playing some like not necessarily casual like good figures but like casually playing and my oh my gosh annihilation is just disgusting i but once again i love the bystander generation and these bystanders never disappoint they are just in your face all the time. Oh, you killed Annihilation. Eh, they're still going to come out. I'll just pass the trade on to whoever else. So I played Annihilation with things like, uh, you know, Ultron, Ultron Pym, just other bystander generators. So it's like right when you think you've dealt with the Horde, or dealt with the Horde, you know, you haven't. And they just keep coming. And yeah, it's a ton of fun for me, but I think it's a, it's a piece that'll be shelved for any casual play going forward. But I absolutely love it. It's so much fun. And we also pulled this figure in our X of Swords unboxing, so that yeah. was kind of fun as well. Yeah, the figure definitely kept like a special place for me because of that. Um, also, I I was the one that was granted the the battle royale with her, so yeah, <laughs> definitely like was fun for me. My number seven, I just because Calder already said it, I will also lump in my John Cena at number seven. So yeah, this figure gave us like the smallest glimmer of hope for such a short period of time it was like oh my gosh wwe's back and then it was like immediately they dropped the news that he was going to be like straight to silver and that all wwe was rotating and so um, i mean at least they like ripped the band-aid off quickly uh yeah. the, i mean we we knew for like the longest time that wwe wave two was probably just never happening uh, at least we got John Cena, we got uh, Ultimate Warrior, you know, stuff like that. So this, as far as last figures that WWE Hero Clicks would like produce, uh, this isn't a bad one. This is probably like one of the top figures that I'll reach to when I'm playing a WWE team, and it's one of my favorites. Just based simply on like the the whole meme aspect of John Cena. Uh, the whole, like, you can't see me trait. I think it's really fun. Yeah, I had to put him on my list because, yeah, he was a flash in the band. He was almost, almost modern for a whole second, and then it was instantly announced that he was never going to be modern. 
as soon as he was being released, he was instantly silverized. So, yeah, for that, I will always remember this figure. The absolute coffin nail in the WWE franchise for Heroclix. So sick, because it really was like a window of like a week. John Cena is here, and then it's instantly one week later. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, he's we rotated. Like, what is Even Warrior rotated. Oh, my gosh, <sighs> they're doing it. Wave two is yeah. finally coming out. And it was like, yeah. you know, <laughs> he's crushed. All right. Uh, inspiration, though, for the one of my favorite videos we made this year. I mean, we made a ton of good videos, but one of my favorites, the WWE funeral, the, the John Cena was the inspiration for that. The early rotation of it, anyways, was. And felt it was a good way to, to get all that. Whiz kids make Stocko cry, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to do. It's hard to make a uh, sock cry. It is. Right, my number seven pick is, Simeon actually had this one earlier on his list, but it's Wanda Maximoff, the Halloween Spooktacular, so I won't say too much about her, but 19 defense, amazing, the Mystics, amazing, Avengers, celebrity, mystical, great keywords, fun, I agree with the sentiment that she's like the best Halloween Spooktacular figure, and she's just great to play, it was a fun episode, and I love playing this piece, the shout out to Captain Carter Shield I think also should just be probably an honorable mention too for Wanda Maximoff but yeah that's my number 7 pick nice nice at number 6 uh, this was one of the only figures I wanted from this set the X of Swords OP uh, set the rare Wolverine who can clock in at 150 points I mean this guy is just an absolute beast of, of a Wolverine he's everything Wolverine should be in Hero Clicks. just giving him a sword letting him rip and then all the rollouts he has to heal like he's so much fun and uh yeah i mean it's really that simple you just go into a game it's like okay let's start fighting so i love this wolverine i, I hope we see more dials for wolverine like this in the future and absolutely annihilated by that wolverine which you guys will see in video here sometime on the channel where isaac denke plays him on his animal team and i just ah it's, it wasn't even fair it stomped <laughs> hard to deal that figure damage at all yeah he's like he's so cool dude people were complaining about the uh regenesis like wolverine it's like man that guy was so easy to take down compared to this one um let's see uh so we're on to number six yeah uh so number six um i picked the x-men x of swords kate pride 038 the rare uh, this is, she simply gets put on the list because this is the most thematic mission point figure I think they've ever done. Um, she has the Marauders will get you home trait where friendly characters with the Marauders keyword have free. If this effect has not been used this turn and this character occupies an opposing player's starting area, generate a stranded mutant bystander. And then the stranded mutants on their own have, you know, the whole like shape change and get back to like your starting area thing. When you do get back to like the friendly starting area and you get the like stranded mutant home safely, you get, I can't remember. Is it four mission points? I think it's four mission points. Um, but yeah, this, this uh, mission point figure on its own is the most interesting version of mission points. I think we've seen it's one of my favorites and yeah, it's four mission points. Um, it's just on the 
scale of like just like 50 point pieces she's also just like solid on her own she's got dolphin symbol she's a 19 top dial with super senses uh she has phasing teleport and flight traded so not only hard to target from range if you've got water she also can carry people and phase through walls and stuff it's just a great kate pride but then you add in like this very unique mission point thing and it's one of my favorite mission point figures to try and like build teams around because on her own she can definitely like win a game like you can definitely get five stranded mutants back to base pretty easily if you uh, build around it and I think it's one of like the more fun ways to try and build around mission points and on no I think she, I think when we both saw her we were just so impressed I was like wow this is it's a stupid thematic mission point it's so fun like a genuine uh, mission that they give you. It really is. Like, that is her mission, right? It's like, the rest of them are like, okay, sure. And the watcher's just re-rolling stuff. Like, it's like, all right, it's cool that he gets mission points doing this. But, like, that's eh, not really what I think the watcher does. You know? Her literally being like, we have to save and rescue mutants. And, like, that's how you win. I'm like, that's awesome. Love that so much. Like, that's great. I think that is, like, the most thematic mission point piece they've ever made. I don't know. I, Wrecker breaking stuff is pretty he, <laughs> Oh, like you mean, they... you mean Wreck It Ralph? Wreck It yeah. Ralph. Wreck It Ralph Rex. That's his stuff. real identity, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I believe so, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if it was Wreck It Ralph, it would technically make more sense, <laughs> really, because like the wrecking crew, they just also kind of wreck things while they commit crimes. You know, it's not really really like, oh man, once we total this building, it's it's hey, you done guys wanna for... go break some stuff? Hey. Hey, you wanna <laughs> rob this bank? Nah, what if we just knock it down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like i don't know the kill dozer mission point and it's like all right sure yeah, yeah that's fitting <laughs> i'm gonna have to edit that out. i don't even know all okay, right don't take the money let's just blow it up let's wreck it it's about sending uh, a message exactly exactly <laughs> oh my He's, god uh, nice. my number six another empire gosh uh, night rises oh brother we're out though and so i've got oh. like, george nelson Remember, like, Jesus saves, but George Nelson withdraws. I have that picture Gosh. as, like, the wrecking crew just slowly dismantles the bank. <laughs> oh, Such a good God. movie. A good movie. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Right. Number six pick is going to be from Empire. This was on my list last year that was, like, subbed out or a placement figure for, you know, to fit Hujibo's rules. This year, he's just going to be straight up on it, and that is the 051 Captain America from Empire. I am not a big fan of swap. I don't even only played him as swap like twice. And the other times it's just, you know, big, beefy, long dial Captain America. And that's that's really all I love about this figure. Like, that's just the coolest thing is the indomitable spirit to never give up, to be the last man standing, to stick through the fight no matter what. The insanely long dial, the geez, slew of 11 attacks he has throughout his like, 12 attack top dial doesn't go into a 10 attack until his ninth click. Yeah, he's got 11 clicks of life. Just hilarious. Trade leadership. Only thing I'd change is, honestly, like, invulnerability. As soon as he loses, like, impervious, just invulnerability the rest of the way through would have been awesome. Or toughness. The clicks where he just doesn't have any reducers, a bit of a bummer. But now I love playing this Captain America. He goes great on the big, long dial Avengers teams. Him, Crusader, and like Vision from Disney Plus. Love hanging out. Love that top dial impervious. And, you know, we uh, in Silver Age, we like to put our boy Josiah X on the team to just make it an absolute slog fest to, to get through these dials. So love this Avengers Empire Captain America. 
Yeah, the the beefy dial Captain America is something I don't think we'd ever really seen in Hero Clicks. So not really. Uh, not to this extent. Was it yeah. Avengers vs. X Men that had like another pretty long like I think, was, like, yeah, I think he had like yeah he was two hundred points. He's aged pretty pretty darn awfully actually. Yeah, but, yeah I think he had like ten clicks. Like a fifteen D in front of. Him, so this I is think. a this is a an, a welcomed upgrade. I also absolutely. Yeah. I was never big on the swap either, but I did like how long his dial was. Coming in at number five for me is the X of Swords Rare Magneto. And so in this one, he's in his black costume, which uh, is from one of the few like X-Men runs that I really enjoyed. The X-Men, uh, The Trial of Magneto, where he's rocking the all black, right? Um, but other than that, like this figure just had an insane amount of surprise utility. Like the first time I played him... Uh, it was just, it was so cool. Like, the improved targeting through characters with enhancement and then Psychic Blast to go with it makes it so when you're carrying people, you know, you can position Magneto in a way to where it's really hard to shoot back at him. And then everybody around him is getting that boost as well. His trait also making it so that your opponent's rollouts are worse. Always welcome. That's really cool. So, yeah, just, I mean, for 65 points, it's just an insane amount that he does. I didn't think I'd like him as much as I did, but when I started playing him, I mean, yeah, like, he just, he brings it a lot of damage output, and then a lot of ways to help your team in different ways, so the free knockback that he gets to do after hitting as well is is super fun. It's not always the most useful, but it can be, so, yeah, Magneto made the list higher than I thought he'd be, but when I thought about it, it's like, man, I really played this piece a lot, so Magneto at number five for me. That's like a lot of times it comes down to like figures that I've played the most for these lists. Uh, yeah. So yeah, number five for me is going to be following the trend. I can't remember. I think it's the third mission point figure, not quite in a row, but um, the War of the Realms Wrecker obviously had to make the list for me somewhere. Uh, he's one of like the one of the mission point figures I've played the most, next to Miss Minutes. And the only reason she's probably seen more play than him is because she just easily slaps on a team, even if it's not mission point based. But yeah, Wrecker, um, he makes the other Wrecking Crew guys as bystanders, which is in its like on its own mission points aside, just super like solid prime. Like he's one of like the better primes that I've played in the last couple years. Uh, but when you add in like the mission point aspect. The fact that you can play him and like some other people and some tarot cards and actually don't even need him to like stick around the whole game to potentially win. Uh, he's just a huge threat. He's one of the few or one of the, like the first mission point figures that I think I really noticed people managing to pull off mission point wins in like tournaments and stuff. Um, there'd obviously been like tries and attempts before, but. Wrecker was the one where it would like seemed viable enough to go for it like over and over again. And a lot of that was because like he had like the frightful four swap ability with like a scientist theme team. But even so, I think he's just a really fun piece to play. I think he's not so expensive that it gets, you know, hard to track down or anything like that. But I think like even if you're not playing him for mission points, He's probably one of the most fun wreckers that we've seen. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I, I freaking love him so much. He's he oh, is. so dope. He's good. Right. My number five pick here is Captain America. 
called it. This is your eighth Captain America. No, it's only my second Captain America I've put on the list so far. Thank you very much. This is the uh, Marvel Studios Disney Plus 056 Chase Falcon Captain America. A ton of fun. I loved playing him in the tournament that's been a little bit earlier this year, the Winamap. map. Great. He has the Nightcrawler-esque ability of hypersonic, and then after he hits somebody, he gets to place them adjacent to him, and then he gets to knock them back three squares, which is really cool. So it can kind of hypersonic up and then place them, and then let the rest of your team kind of beat up on the guy. And he's just a freaking beast. 12 for 4 top dial with CCE, so he's a 13 for 5 punching you up close. He's got a 19 defense with defend and ESD and all this willpower. It's great. Uh, the rest of his point values, you know, it's something else. But uh, at 125 points, I really like this Falcon. He's just an insane beast, which is kind of wild because, uh, you know, Falcon not being super strong. We're kind of saying Invincible is definitely the wings plus shield super helping him out. But I, I really do love this version of him. I do wish he would have came with Red Wing. That's the only thing I could have possibly changed about this figure is making sure that him and the Super Rare came with Red Wing. But yeah. besides that... Such an awesome figure. So fun instead to play. Of, instead of the shield, he definitely should have came with the yeah. hard get bystander. Oh, absolutely. When it's like, okay, so the chase gets the shield and a rare has the shield. It's a little easier to get the shield than it is Red Wing, which is, oh, that was a little tough. A little tough. I would say another thing I would change is giving him invulnerability. Instead of these, like, ESD clicks he has down dial when, you know, he already has ESD the shield more likely if he would have had invulnerability he would have seen infinitely more play at 75 points but the 75 yeah. and 50 point lines are just really tough cells on this guy you don't like that ah that 19 invincible with that speed power is just so good and then and having just no defense reducer except for at 125 points is really really tough but higher point value games and even in that 300 modern or 300 silver age game he was still a ton of fun to play that's very thematic of a mini shout out to the winter soldier falcon super rares and winter soldier captain america commons those are also insanely thematic you know big money moves love this captain america yeah i really i really would like to know what happened to him between 125 points and 75 <laughs> points like yeah what happened did they just strip him down like <laughs> no more suit for you like yeah, yeah. this is like the scene where he gets his know. wings like ripped off, I guess. Like, so you're yeah, telling me, you're telling me if I get punched over here, no problem. If yeah. I get punched <laughs> no, in no, the face dog. over here, a real big problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a harsh drop hard. off. It's it is harsh. harsh. It's bad. Oh, well. For my, my number four, I will. I won't say a ton. You know, I might even catch some flack for this one. For number four, for me. It is U.S. Agent. I know this is going to be on Calder's list, so I won't go into a ton of depth on him. I just want to talk about one thing I really like with him, uh, the trait where, you know, when a friendly character is KO'd just within line of fire, no range requirements, he gets to pick some powers to make him, you know, hit even harder or get some survivability. Uh, playing him with the Sentinel bystanders that came with Master Mold is a ton of fun because you just run those up on the map. It's like, if you don't deal with these, they're going to bash you. And if you do deal with them, U.S. Agent's going to bash you. So I've had a ton of fun playing this piece. Sculpt's incredible. Man, like, he is just so nasty. If if he wasn't a prime, he would be on so, so, so many teams. The prime slot makes him a harder sell, but still so much fun. Played him a ton. And, yeah, I'll let Calder really uh, gush about him because he might even be Calder's number one, maybe? I don't know. Maybe we'll have to see. We'll have to maybe we'll see. Four. We'll keep going. So there's my number four, U.S. Agent. Yeah. I 
I have not played that U.S. agent yet, but I have seen Calder play him a few times, and he just pops off exactly how you would want to if you build around him. Uh, my number four is going to be the Avengers Empire Beast. So it's the Chase Beast. Um, I would have gone with that that Chase cap, but I, I wanted to relegate myself to at most one Chase per set. So uh, I went with Sakari and Iron Man earlier. But this uh -oh. Chase Beast is probably the figure I've used the most. Uh, I love him for casual stuff. I think he's perfectly fine for casual at top dial. And then the fact that he can still hold his weight in like a more competitive setting at like the lower, like the 75 point line. I think that he's just like such a fun piece to play. And he's not like so broken where it's like his whole dial is like, you know, this special thing. Uh, it's very possible you get knocked off of like his special damage power and then you're just like a sidestep energy explosion piece. He has four clicks of that, and he only has four clicks of that special defense and damage power. So, yeah. Um, the thing that I really like that really sends this, sends this piece over the edge for me is, one, his sculpt is awesome. He's like master of the mystic arts, and he's beast. So very bluish. But then also his rally trait. Like, whichever way you're using his rally trait, I think it's awesome. I think the the ability to potentially free damage friendly characters if you need to, uh, you know, with the X-Men team ability or just giving him cosmic energy for, you know, probably the rest of the game. Either way, I think it's just awesome. I think it's a ton of fun to pull off. And then, yeah, it's even more fun when, you know, somebody like tries to play Galactus and you just say, yeah, sorry, Galactus, no invincible right now. Uh <laughs> And then I'm going to blade you or whatever. I have a ton of fun playing this guy. And I managed to pull two when I was on my quest for a Venom Magneto. So, on. He, he was super fun when we played that tarot card game earlier this year. I was like, dang, this piece kind of goes pretty hard. Oh, yeah. my God. So, you did, like, you did a surprisingly good job in that game. I Number four pick for the third Captain America on the list. We go back to... Rogers, this is also from Avengers Forever Empire. Ugh. Avengers Fantastic Four Empire. The legacy card, Captain America. I wasn't big on him at the time when he released, when he came out, mostly because I was like, man, of all caps, the legacy, like this one, are you serious? No offense, I still hold that. Uh, all the abilities he has has like nothing to do with his actual dial or which version of Captain America like he is. Could have slapped these abilities on anybody in this point value, and I would have liked it, but... I, I do like this Captain America a lot. I played quite a few Silver Age, drop-off, whatever you call Alpha Strike <laughs> Captain America teams, where I just use like characters named Captain America on them, which is a lot of fun. This whole close combat expert, and then just free, make an attack, makes him a natural 11 for 4 at close. And then the impervious on click 2 just kind of makes me go, hey, you know, what if he, uh, who really cares if he takes damage? So let's give this bad boy the Venom Harness. Now he's a little, uh, little 12 for 5 action, close combat expert, and uh, what, he takes damage, he goes on to Pervious? Sounds good with me. I, I still have yet to use his sideline active thing, where if, like, Black Panther is KO'd, you get to pop this guy in from your sideline. Maybe. Maybe one of these days I'll do that, I don't know. But, 
I dig it. I did dig the, the way this cap did. Just the whole free attack was a ton of fun. Giving him the Venom Harness was a lot of fun. He's just seven clicks of life for 50 points. Defense value, absolutely horrible. That's why him and, you know, he's hanging out with the Green Lantern crew the entire time. So it's no big deal. But yeah, this cap, just a free attack. Very fun. Very fun. I never thought about what you said earlier where his traits just had nothing to do with, like, that variation. But yeah, yeah. You're 100% right. Okay. Yeah, he's supposed he to be could, he could have slapped these traits on like cool. his ultimate's cap. So I, I think the whole like Black Panther thing definitely has to do with like the ultimates, but I don't, I don't know. I didn't read, didn't read ultimates. I, I have like one issue of it. Yeah, that's old, it. Old oh. 1610 universe. Yeah. Not a ton of fans like, of 16. You could mm. literally slap these traits on like any old Captain America, and I would have probably liked them, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> sure. If any old Captain America 50 points with traded close combat expert and free make a close attack, I'd still be on the same point in this list, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, my number three, I am breaking top a little three. bit of a rule. What? Oh, uh, I just wanted to say top three, ladies and gentlemen. This is like the oh. big, big point here. Yeah. Top three. Yes, top rules. Slow drum rolling. Slow drum roll. So with my top three pick, I am breaking a rule that I established earlier where it's like, oh, well, you know, if I haven't played them, then it's hard for me to put them on the list. (laughs) Well, yeah, I have not played this figure yet, but I know I am going to play him like hundreds and hundreds of times. And that is Arachnite. Uh, Simeon and Calder were with me in Worlds, obviously. Like, you know, we were all doing that stuff. And they previewed Arachnite early on in the case. There were no dials in there or anything. And I just said instantly, I was like, well, don't really care what he does. I have to own this piece. And thankfully, they made him just absolutely amazing. Like, this figure is going to be brutal. Looks like a ton of fun to play. Just insane damage output. One of the best positioning abilities in the game. Just a beautiful sculpt to go with it. So Arachnite had to make my list, and he had to be up there because I've already been building with him just an insane amount, trying to make him work in, you know, a ton of different variations. You have Mystical, you've got, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the Spider-Man family, obviously. So there's so many places where he can fit in. And, yeah, definitely just my most, like, hyped-up piece of the year so far, like, without question. So I'm really looking forward to playing this piece. Is a ton of fun i i really do love this piece too like man he is gnarly i didn't realize it when i first was just eating him and like looking at his like powers and his traits and stuff but the whole i don't need help i need targets i was like yeah. man oh it's just so a reference cool. to calling help from the spider verse but instead it's like i don't need you people i just need to murder more people because it's the same thing it's a three through six role place him somewhere like it's just it's a hero clicks reference is what it is it's not like a comic thing so i think i think that's so funny that it's like from the Spider-Verse. Who cares about you nerds? I just need to go murder more people. Like, I love that. So, and it's such a good ability, too. Yeah. Gnarly. Another thing I'd like to point out about that ability, because I haven't heard it said, is that, so because his, like, attack ability that allows him to place anywhere after uh, he kills something, it's, like, not an action of any type. So if, like, a bystander were to attack you and KO itself on Arachnite, like, from his Mystic team ability... You would get to roll for that, place, and attack somebody on your opponent's turn. So I am hoping at some point that I do get to do that, because <laughs> that is just so funny. Like, yeah, I'm just going to, like, essentially retail you just in the middle of your turn. Go up with death and, and hit me. Yeah, go ahead, please. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, Another... he's just so cool. 
weird thing I ran into. It just says once per turn when he KOs something, right? So I had flurry with him a lot of the time. But I would KO something with the first flurry attack, and I was like, do I just bounce now? Like it's it's dead now, right? Like yeah, I ended up doing just after resolutions. I was like, I'll just finish both attacks, and then after resolutions, we'll just say it happens. It never it doesn't say after resolutions when Arachnite KOs in a character. It just says once per turn when he KOs an opposing character, which is like, does this do I just do this now? According to other players, again? you can do it mid flurry. Oh so, my gosh. Ugh. Yeah, that just makes it I mean, gosh, there's so much you can do with this guy. He is so cool. So yeah. He he was almost my number two, but you'll have to wait for that one. All right, Simeon. All right. Three. Yeah, my number three. Um <clears throat> this is going to be the only TC figure on this entire list, sadly. Um, so we this is a year without DC for the most part. But uh, like Ian said, this this is a figure I have not had the chance to actually play. It's just one that I'm looking forward to extremely. And uh, this is the convention-exclusive Ares. So we saw his sculpt a long time ago. Uh, didn't see his dial until slightly more recently. Um, but man, he's got... A special speed power for clicks like two through five. He's got a special damage power, clicks two through seven. He's got a special attack power from clicks one to three, and then on his last click, click eight. And then he's got his divine aura of war trait. So he's got so much stuff that's going on that like he's one of the figures that I think I'll like forget like what's happening. But especially when he gets to like click two and he can pick like an attack power. He uh, has charge, sidestep. When an opposing character breaks away from Ares, after resolutions, you deal him two pen damage. So if they don't, for whatever reason, want to like stick next to him, like you equip him with something that makes them not want to be next to you, maybe, uh, they still take two pen damage just for breaking away, if they even if they even succeed. Uh, and then he's, yeah, he's got like exploit, uh, battle fury, or he can give all other characters battle fury he's just got like so much fun stuff going on uh i don't even care the fact that he's got like only five range the one gripe i have is that he's got phasing top dial but like that just seems like a dc deity kind of thing and so yeah this is a figure that i i can't wait to get my hands on i think he's going to be one of the most like casually competitive kind of like little pieces um i don't think he's making huge strides in the actual like competitive circuit but I think he'll be a huge headache for local games and like tabletop stuff. Yeah, that top dial phasing it hurts, but it I does. think you're right. It's just it's a DC thing. It's the it's just what they do. Uh, yeah, big big beefy DC guy have to have phasing. At least he's got flight <laughs> with it. So there's that. Yeah, at least. Right, my top three here. Simeon, this is on Simeon's list earlier, but man, Wrecker, Wrecker was so much fun. Like. It already kind of mentioned it, but he's literally one of the most fun figures I had the joy of playing this year. Popping off the Wrecking Crew bystanders, even elevating that to Simeon and uh, Edward Shelton and I all becoming Wrecking Crew bystanders was oh, such yeah. a fun project, too. Like, I love dropping off like Calder Pile Driver and like, you know, Ed Shelton Thunderball and little <laughs> Simeon Bulldozer with the pots and pans on his head is just hilarious. And I just. I love the bystanders we made for it. I love the bystanders he drops. Like, played millions of mission point teams. Like, really, against Matt Reed, I played millions of mission point record teams probably a million times for just practice for PJ's event. 
and brought like a wrecker mission point slash just alpha strike team because he does he does both he does both at the same time i've got two win conditions happening absolutely wrecking your butt and then just destroying blocking you know having a good time i love it i've never had so much fun destroying blocking terrain and hero flicks in my entire life it's hilarious such a good time the update to masters of evil makes him so good he's got a deep dial seven clicks with the stop click gosh it's literally so fun and like I mentioned with Modoc in the scientist keyword, almost just shout out Wrecker makes Wizard from Fantastic Four like a figure to actually play now, just to cheat Wrecker onto scientist teams, which is so fun. So, a mini shout out to him. He, he, he needs to be like adjacent to Wrecker for like half the time because I played him mostly on scientists here before I went unthemed drop off stuff. But Wrecker is just awesome, really easily in my top three. How much fun he was. Yeah, uh, I don't have Wrecker on my list. I didn't play him as much as you guys did. My experience with Wrecker was uh, I got him for cheap, played him a couple times against Luke, uh, just absolutely destroyed Luke in like two turns, just <laughs> harsh drop drop off teams. I was like, okay, so that's what he does. That was cool. And then, yeah, he just got shelved for me. But yeah, Wrecker's so awesome. I, I can't say it enough. He's great. And to continue with the theme of mission points, my number two is a mission point figure. And this is one that we were all admittedly pretty bummed on when we first saw this. Like, uh, we were all chatting about him when they released a dial. We're like, ah, I don't know. Like, just doesn't seem like much, you know? And boy, uh, were we wrong. My number two is the Avengers Forever Super Rare Thanos. This guy is so much fun, and he is so hard to take down. Uh, the way that his mission points stack as well, like, once you start getting rolling with him, it really puts pressure on your opponent to, like, do something about it. And if they can't, like, Thanos just wins the game. And so, like, I played him in four games. I won all four with mission points. In a couple of those, I probably just would have, like, won anyway, just because of how insane, like, the stop clicks can be with... Super Sense is impervious. I was playing him with the Carnage Symbiote to give him shape change as well and to uh, heal him when he KOs. And uh, yeah, just the sustain and just the ramping of the mission points. It is so cool. I love that it's on a Thanos figure too. And, you know, he has 250 points, so the support you play with him is minimal. But seriously, give this guy a chance. I think he'll really surprise you if you weren't big on him at first. Give him a go, and that, I really think it might change. So Thanos is number two at my list. I think two and three could have been interchangeable, but Thanos just outperformed my expectations so hard that I think I had to put him at number two. I didn't pull him in my Avengers Forever brick, but he is one of like the things on my list to like pick up eventually because I always like the big dial dudes, and after hearing you talk about like how how efficient he is at getting like some of the it's crazy it off of him yeah it's so crazy how quickly it can shift and like you know early on you can get your willpower so you can pull that one off you can send taraxia out to die and it's like it's not like she's doing nothing like you do kind of have to deal with her and she has power cosmic too which is just great and then uh you know hitting an equipped character that's usually pretty easy to do like none of the requirements are that hard other than like the critical miss but that can be from you or your opponent so a little more likely there I did have, I think I had one game where that happened. Um, but yeah, it's just, it is crazy how quickly they get stacking. Like, you know, 
maybe you know early on you're at like two three mission points and then a couple turns later it's like yeah i'm at like 14 now it's so wild so yeah play this figure he's a ton of fun and i hope i don't think it'll happen but i really hope somebody finds a way to make this figure like competitively viable for sure absolutely he's he is crazy fun i watched a game of two people both playing him like this is wild what is happening right now it's crazy how fast he just sheds those mortal tokens. It was really cool. All right. My number two, um, this is a figure that I've only played once. And, man, it was, so going into the X-Men, X of Swords organized play, I wanted to play multiple venues and play, like, all three months. I ended up only playing a few months of X-Men, X of Swords organized play, um, the summer organized play kit. Uh but this guy, the one time that I pulled him just like was an instant win. And I didn't even realize it at the time. I think people had mentioned it online, like how hard this guy is to deal with. But it's the 038 Apocalypse. He is a super rare in the set. Um, he has the sword bearer trait. He has leadership and invincible traded. He has cosmic energy and X-Men. He starts with a 12 for 4 with a 19 defense and super senses. So he's one of the few people that has uh that can reduce pen damage, like first of all. But then he's also just shooting twelve for four with running shot top dial. So he easily just decimated my two opponents in like the battle royal. Uh just like slowly wiping out everything that they pulled. Um obviously had some help from like the other figures that I had. But then I didn't even have to do like the whole like resurrection token thing. Like I could have, but he never even took damage. He was just, you know, he's got prob, shape change, super senses, invincible. He never took enough damage to like actually give like any thought to his immortality trait because he's just like so hard to deal with. He's 145 points plus the five points for the sword bearer so he's obviously not like the best apocalypse but like holy cow is this guy just like annoying and uh i definitely have to like chalk my my wind of that like br up to him because yeah it's just there's no point in trying to sink attacks into a shape change super senses invincible uh power cosmic or cosmic energy figure when like you know you've got like other threats on the board and stuff so uh yeah just like the fact that he could be played in a battle royal format would like put him over the top and uh he's definitely one of the figures that i will want to play in the future at some point because i think he's got plenty of slots that he can fill he's uh, kind of actually an insane wolver and against him i was like he doesn't die i don't know how i could possibly kill this guy and he's at 55 <laughs> points i was like what, what do i what do i do and it's crazy that I guess. He's, not, he's not even in the top two apocalypses. No, that's, that's <laughs> the craziest part is like, as far as a current uh, competitive, like apocalypses go, he's not even like a consideration when it comes to what I'm going to spend 145 points on. Wild. Just wild. <laughs> I guess that speaks on uh, the effectiveness of the other apocalypses. My number two pick we have, and it's not going to be surprising at all, John Walker, Captain America, the 037A Rare from the Marvel Studios Disney Plus set. Gosh, man, I played the heck out of this figure. I 
made literally so many teams. Celebrity, Soldier, cheating him on the Spider-Man family. Cheating him on the Spider-Man family. Both ways. That's right. Yeah, both ways. Uh, cheating him onto S.H.I.E.L.D. with Peggy Carter. Like, so many teams this guy goes on. Playing him in S.H.I.E.L.D. at any time. You're just like, he is a beast. He's like, almost impossible to take down. He stunts on people, which is great, because he's got his fair share of haters. They can stay haters, and they can stay mad, because John Walker just... Oh, it destroys you. Yeah, they're going to die mad. And then he's going to die he's mad. He's going to pick a free power afterwards. It's like, oh, well, this is John Walker. This is John Walker. John Walker, you know, like walking up. He's like, and I kill you. And then thank you, Steel Energy, Battle Fury, and plus one combat values for, let me check this. Uh, yeah, the rest of the game. So deal with that. Why don't you? And then just ESD, toughness, solid defense power, starts with the shield, and then leaves it lodged in the chest of the first thing he KOs, <laughs> which is taller. No charge, flurry, leap climb. He's jumping over these mountains over here to just uh, 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 stunt on you. It's so good. So good. Seven clicks of life. Dial willpower is amazing. I love this. This is really one of my favorite Captain America dials they've ever made. He is just absolutely awesome. He is so fun. I goes back to when uh, Cap Resi first came out. I was just like, man, I'm going to play this figure for like two years solid until he rotates. And that's probably just going to be the exact same thing with John here. I'm just going to play him an insane amount of time. So I'm Walker Captain America. <laughs> Hashtag my Captain America. Hashtag your Captain America listener. Yeah, that's what I thought. But yeah, easy, easy number two pick for me. Nice. I, I do think that John Walker Cap wins for most flavorful and thematic trait. Oh. Or ability like of of the year i think it's without question it's 100%. so good so cool i did i pulled him in the battle royal against scott porter and sending him off after celebrities and then children was pretty thematic and fun for me yeah <laughs> it's just like is there any other celebrities on the board that i can murderize with john walker real quick Scott porter's just shaking in his boots right now he's like well, why why are you killing all these celebrities man what, what, what's going on it's definitely how it went down he was like john no and i was like john yes kill <laughs> kill timmy maximoff uh, oh my gosh <laughs> all right well the number one Honestly, when making this list, this was the easiest one for me to pick, like, without question. My number one is from Empire, so eh, is it is it cheating a little bit? Eh, maybe, sure. Uh, my number one figure is the Super Air Prime, Ultron Tim. And so, you know, Mission Points, we're all huge fans of it. I really love this one. You were talking about Kate Pride being very thematic. I'm not sure how thematic this one is. But it's, it's in like a similar vein where it's like, I have to run across the map to make this work. So the mad dash across the board to collect these infinity markers that your opponent gets to place at the beginning of the game makes for some like crazy situations you'll find yourself in because you want to contest these, right? And then on top of that, even outside of mission points, he's just got this incredible trait, you know, punishing people with unavoidable damage for using probability control if they're on a theme team. It's, it's so brutal. It's so good. It's and not then, theme like, team props. It's, it's not any use of prob, prob if they're on a theme prob. team. Yeah. Speaking on his like dial, you have stealth, you've got some power cosmic, and then traded mastermind. So to deal with this guy, it's like you're not shooting him. If you're hitting him, you're not outwitting the mastermind. It's going to go to a drone he's making. A lot of the time I end up playing him also with like the super rare Ultron just to have like an absurd amount of drones. 
he's so hard to deal with the poison the prob from himself and yeah like i i almost always play him in like a mission point style just because i think that's way more fun to just like you know what i would do normally is like kind of move like halfway up the map see if my opponent would meet me there and then i would try to like you know double jump across and go straight across the map for these mission points and then all of a sudden they're just like well what the heck completely out of position they got to go way back to their starting area now it makes for some hilarious games and then on top of this like this might just be like the best sculpt ever like it is so good so Ultron Pym was a no-brainer for me. I played him a ton. I'll continue to play him. And yeah, there's just so many use cases for him, whether you want to do the mission point or you just want to play him to be annoying against people playing themes. So Ultron Pym, easily, easily, easily my number one pick. Yeah, I know after playing against Matt Reed's Ultron Pym, because he never did the, uh, he never bothered with the mission point part, but just Ooh, playing against, hater. yeah, just playing against like that Ultron like straight up no mission points in sight kind of thing. Um man, like what a nightmare that would like often be. Oh yeah. Playing him with annihilation too. Uh oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it makes a mastermind and nasty situations. Cause when Annihilation dies, it's like, okay, I'll give the trait to Ultron and now he just has infinite master. Yeah, always has somebody at the beginning of every turn he's got another thing. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, I, I love him. All right. Uh, for me, uh, number one is the the legacy card that I played the most this year. And I think going forward, I'll keep playing it because I just I love how it works so much. Uh, this is from the Fantastic Four, the 2021 organized play kit. This is the legacy Doctor Doom. It's the 095, uh, or as I call him, like goat-footed ultimate's doom because man people complained about the fan stick look of doom like they said he looked like an avocado they said like all these things i was like you guys weren't around during the ultimate's hooved goat doom with like reverse kneecaps and stuff uh but that's what this sculpt is i love the sculpt i honestly it's one of like my favorite sculpts it's why i have two of them but this guy he has running shot pulse wave mediocre stats for the most part for 125 points but he does one big thing and that's the mechanical mosquitoes free generate a mosquito bystander and then he has a trait that is mind controlling microfiber tattoos when Dr. Doom or a mosquito bystander hits give each hit opposing character a tattoo token Dr. Doom modifies his attack by plus x when targeting characters with the tattoo token and modifies his defense plus X when attacked by target or by characters with a tattoo token, where X is the number of characters with the tattoo tokens. So, if you running shot pulse wave a group, then you suddenly have plus X defense and plus X attack for like you know probably plus three for each um, against all those people and when all those people attack you. And then the mosquitoes themselves are just, they're just stupid and little annoying things, so they're just tiny-sized flight, hypersonic, and exploit with a 10 for 1. They don't do a whole lot, but the fact that you just make one for free every turn is just a lot of fun. Once Doom gets knocked off of his running shot pulse wave, you have to like rely on your mosquitoes to do a lot of the like carrying of weight. But there's been multiple games where everyone on the board had a tattoo token against this Doom. So he just had plus three 
you know, defense plus three attack every time anyone did anything or he did anything. And the craziest part is, like, he doesn't get worse in that situation until you start KOing opposing characters. And then it's like, oh, there's only two opposing characters left. I only have a plus two attack and a plus two defense. But, yeah, by that point, he's already done enough work. He's just a really fun figure. He's one of, like, the sculpts that I'm glad I got to see back on the table. And uh, going forward with, like, legacy card stuff, this is a figure that uh, I hope that, like, people use as, like, a a golden opportunity, like, you know, taken, like, a, a success story as far as legacy cards go because this is definitely one that I think they nailed. I agree. I guess the only reason I never played this guy is I just never was able to actually pick up the figure. I remember reading the ability and being like, okay, I see what you do. I see you, Dr. D. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Even back in his day, like, he came out in the Fantastic Forces set, which were three figure boosters. Like, it had, like, a double base or a giant figure in each. So he was crazy hard to get. Like, even way back in his heyday, uh, he was not an easy one to come by, as far as I remember. I was, you know, a lot younger back then. But I remember really wanting him when I was a kid and never came across one, so... But yeah, super cool trait. And all you know, bystander generation. Always awesome. Literally, like I there's almost yeah. no figure out there that makes bystanders that I hate. I think there's like exactly one figure where I'm like, this is bad. But who I, I, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I have no idea who it is. You it's said exactly thing. There, you yeah. said exactly one. And you're there's like, definitely no, really one know. that I can like, that like <laughs> I can't think of, but I like part of like my soul has been like scarred by this one bad bystander generator out there somewhere. You've, you've mentally blocked them. Okay, yeah, I might got, be uh, the toxic for girl. what if I don't know. Oh, there. <laughs> it's not even bad. It's just like. Why do why I gotta be on the bad clicks to to make my my carnage win? Why? <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, speed. It's a speed power that happens on click four, six, and seven. What is this? Why do I, I don't get to generate my bystander until click four, six, or seven? And <laughs> I'm just hoping I'm not dead by then. Why poison? Why? <laughs> that's that's a really fair answer. Uh, actually. All right, my number one pick, this is the least surprising thing I'm probably ever going to say on this podcast, but it is the U.S. Agent Prime from Disney+. Plus. I played heck out of this figure. Overwhelming amount of joy I got just by seeing this figure for the first time when Scott Porter unboxed him was incredible. I was like, got to make videos about this guy. I was like, I got to make a big, long post about this guy. I freaking love this figure. It was awesome. It was flavorful. I loved seeing it so cool it's basically the entire disney plus set for me hinged on whether or not john walker cap and then u.s agent were good because if they were bad i was like well i'm skipping this set but seeing just how insanely good he was and how fun he was i was like this is going to be amazing right the amount of times i played 300 modern with him weren't a ton but i played a little bit you know a little bit of the team that ian had built and i was like all right let's run it let's play it let's practice that it a few times so much fun oh, dude, <laughs> it's such a fun team being able to just destroy a thanos with him in one turn was so good i mean getting top three in that event where people were like practicing with worlds apocalypse <laughs> was nasty thanos was nasty Right, I didn't even use tarot cards. Like top three in that event. I mean, just like maybe rethink your life a little bit, guys. That lost in that Brad event. Just saying, like y'all got <laughs> destroyed by Prime U.S. Agent. It was baller. Yeah, like I will be 
100% prime US agent. Probably, if it wasn't for Wrecker, I'd be like, this is easy, my favorite prime of all time. He still is easy, my favorite prime of all time. But now it's just like Wrecker is also a dope prime. So US agent is just, it's amazing. I own the one that Scott Porter pulled. I was like, this is the easiest 80 bucks I'm going to drop ever in my entire life. Are you kidding me? Let's do it. Like this figure, <laughs> this figure kind of made my year. Honestly, I have had a figure have oh, such a beautiful impact on my life and hero hooks board as a prime <laughs> US agent. I will literally again play him endlessly like the other John Walker cat of of this figure. But all right, guys, those are our top ten figures of 2022. Please go comment on the Hujibo thread. It is just top ten favorite figures of 2022. Uh, sorry, top ten favorite hero clicks of 2022. Go comment there. Comment your favorites so that way he can do all his calculating and figure out who the number one figure of the year is a lot of things go into choosing favorite figure you know how accurate the character is how fun the dial is how cool the sculpt is so please feel free to jump on that thread and like comment below if you enjoyed our picks let us know what you thought of our picks they all seemed pretty in line for all of us if you ask me it's kind of what i expected for the most part so it was a great time and a great episode and if you just want to share your picks with us obviously feel free to do so but definitely comment on that thread you know have an hc arms account feel free to make one and stuff doesn't cost anything maybe just your sanity for a little bit that'd be about all i need just a little bit yeah you gotta read some of the bad threads every real every good every hujibo thread comes with a bad thread as well so yeah like five bad threads yeah it's like a one to five yeah yeah uh, but yeah, let them also let them know that uh, we sent you. If if you're only hearing about this here, and you're like, oh, I do want to talk about my top ten. I want to read what more people's top tens were. Uh, we got a couple dial H'ers in the thread already, but it'd be cool if you said, hey, dial H sent me, and here's my top ten because uh, somebody keeps track of that. Not me, certainly, but uh, yeah. someone somewhere. <laughs> It will definitely notice. Uh, but yeah, it is, it's a really fun thread. It's a really fun time to like read through certain people's reasonings and stuff. Cause I know going through myself, I'll see figures where I'm like, what, why? And then oh, I'll yeah. read their, oh, their reasoning the and I'll be like, oh, okay. I guess like I still, I'm still like baffled, but I guess I understand why you decided that uh, Sprite from the Eternals movie oh, needed a spot yeah. uh. to, uh, to shout out the main man himself, who Jibo's pick. Um, but no, there's there's a ton of like fun picks, and you don't have to code in yours. You don't have to like have the, the actual dials and stuff. You can just right. type them up. But, uh, you know, people picking like uh, – or some major for number six. Oh, that's wild. Uh, I mean, all right, all right, that's fine. Okay. At least they picked that unique thing yeah. for number one. Hey, if uh, anything, the set can give you a pretty good laugh. You're like, wow, trash taste, and it's kind of funny. So <laughs> definitely, that's like sometimes I'm just like, wow, I don't, I don't know how you play, but I have to imagine that you know you've played a lot of key Kiwa. Koya, you've played yeah. a lot of Koya to pick the Prime Swordsman as your number one this year. Um, <laughs> that's a shout out to Destructo Boy who picked that. Uh, but no, it's it's a fun thread to go through. It's a fun thread to like realize like, oh yeah, I did miss that figure, or like I 
I should like, take another look at that. And uh, when you're taking another look at those figures, you know what you could do? You could stop by CoolStuffInc.com and perhaps, mayhaps, pick up said figures and add them to your cart where you can get 5% off by using Dial 5 and you can get free shipping on orders of $100 or more. So, yeah, make sure to check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Happy trails. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional hero clicks. No. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like the hundred? Instant deadpan humor. Over oh, okay. six yeah. people think I am funny. It's the hard day's work. Not that you know anything about that. Which you absolute fools, it's not. Witcher nonsense. I'm gonna make hero clicks like that forever. Are you kidding me? Hey, Google, attack someone. Let's attack Simeon because he's a jerk. This guy picked Kingo for his number 10. <laughs> <laughs>